0: joining us here in our rather chilly little tent, although it is warming up because fresh supplies of coffee and tea have just arrived, uh, our little tent on College Green, which is where the media camp out at the foot of one of the splendid Victorian towers of the Houses of Parliament here in central London, is Dr Alan Wager, a number cruncher, a political scientist, a man who knows a great deal about what goes on over there in Parliament, but also what goes on in the country outside the country divided so it seems in terms of its opinion to brexit his group uk in a changing world produces lots of position papers on numbers and so on let me let, let me begin alan with a with a number from yesterday the 200 versus 117 so um there were two ways of looking at this she got 63% of the vote which is pretty good But a majority of her backbenchers, that's people who weren't on her payroll, this phrase we're hearing so much, actually voted against her. What's your reaction to the events?
1: Yes, I guess the first reaction would be 63%. Sounds great, right? I mean, Brexiteers, when when the referendum happened two years ago, they won 52-48. And everyone thought that was a pretty big victory. But she needs 100%, basically, of these MPs to vote for her deal, of her Brexit deal, when it comes back to Parliament. So she's lacking... Uh, about 100 votes in parliament and she needs those if her Brexit deal, which is the main thing she's in government to be doing at the moment can get through. So it's a bit of a sort of phyric victory, really.
0: We're going to be talking about a European angle on this, of course, because what she has to do is she has to go to Europe, she has to get concessions that uh, the Europeans don't think are concessions that then she can sell as concessions to some of these 100 MPs here. What are the chances for um, a party move? Can't she get any support from the opposition parties? Is she just completely beholden to those Conservative backbench MPs? So one of the big elements of, tonight, of
1: yesterday is that now in theory, she's immune from another challenge from these Brexit supporting from these MPs for another whole year. So in theory, she has a year where she could actually reach out across the Commons and say to the opposition parties, "Well, what do you want? Is this, this is an interest that this is an issue that is beyond party politics. What do you want? To, what, what do you need for you to back the deal and to have some sort of national unity position on this? Whether or not, so all the all the logic suggests that Theresa May now needs to try and get the support of the Labour Party, mm-hmm. or the SNP, or the Lib Dems. But whether she's able to do that as a as a politician is is another matter.
0: What about the numbers out in the country? Because uh, you alluded there to the famous number 4852, uh, which was the uh, the vote two years ago at the referendum. We shouldn't forget, we also had an election, which was largely on the issue. And as someone was pointing out yesterday, um, 83% of people at the last election voted for parties that had Brexit as their official policy. Mm. So what are we seeing with the numbers? How is all this drama and extraordinariness going on here, the backstabbing, frontstabbing and so on? Is that affecting numbers? out there? Well, so we've got a, a divided commons, clearly, that's sort of split in split in two on
1: Brexit. And we've actually got a divided country. So, you know, the the, the House of Commons represents and reflects what's happening in the country where you have a, a split between people that are remain and people that voted leave in 2016 that's way more important for people than which party they voted for. So whether you were Labour or Conservative, used to be the most important thing in how you defined your politics. Now it's remain or leave.
0: And are we seeing those numbers move at all as a result of events?
1: Well, over the last few weeks, people that have been campaigning for a second referendum have said, look, the only way to get out of the chaos in, in the Commons is to say bring it back for a second vote and they're they're arguing that it's not you know whether or not people want to remain or leave but it's the only way through the gridlock Mm. and that sort of seems to have broken through with a couple getting talked about more isn't it's it's getting getting a bit more yeah we're talking about really small shifts still because these are two camps that are pretty divided the the divide between remain and leave still exists but there's maybe a small shift to remain in some of the polls
0: Uh,